Welcome to the lounge. Welcome back in the lounge. Here to talk some fantasy football. Thanks for joining me. Now, tonight, I'm going to talk about a player that has mixed reviews, right? Let me start off by saying I have zero shares of this player, okay? So the one thing about me when I give you fantasy advice, I'm not going to you know, sugarcoat a player that you know I have loaded in all my leagues that I want to perform well. I'm going to give you unbiased opinions of what I think is going to help you win a championship. Now, the name of the game is finding value. Two years ago, when James Conner was being drafted around 14th and 15th, Patrick Mahomes was a late-round quarterback. Those are the types of players that win you championships because you've already built a team around studs, and then you add these value picks that just over-exceed their expectations. Now, the player that I want to talk about today, again, like I said, you know, there's, there's mixed reviews on him. I, I wasn't that high on him as a rookie. I had him as my second-ranked running back behind my Miles Sanders. And if he came out in this class, the 2020, the yeah, the 2020 class, you know, I think he'd probably be the seventh running back in this class. So this isn't a dynasty pick advice. This is more of a 2020 redraft advice. Now. If you do acquire him in in Dynasty and he has a good season, then you can sell him. But he's going right now in like the fifth round where I think it's great value because we can add stud picks in our first four rounds, add this player late fourth, early fifth, and potentially have a bell cow that helps carry us to a championship. And the player I want to talk about today is Bears running back, David Montgomery. But before we get started, this right here, this right here, we got to try some of this tonight, and I've been looking forward to it. So let's taste some bourbon before we get started. Russell's Reserve, single barrel. This is out of the Wild Turkey Distillery. And I don't have any wild turkey bourbon. I think I had 101 maybe 20 years ago, far before I really even got into bourbon. It was just to get drunk. Um, But this is a single barrel Russell Reserves. I heard nothing but good things about this. Uh, And it's a single barrel, so every barrel tastes a little bit different. I did hear that if you get uh, store picks, when they get to pick their own barrel, it's a really great... Great bourbon to have. Uh, it, it, the mash bill is, like I said, it's a wild turkey. It's 75 um, corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. So I'm going to open it. I'm going to try it right here uh, on the podcast before we get started talking about a potential, a potential league winner in David Montgomery. Who would have thought? Not me. Oh, not even a, not even a pop. Oh, it smells good. Now, everybody's palates are different, and the bourbons that I like, you know, might not be a bourbon that you like. 
Um, I, I have noticed that I really like the dark, the dark bourbons. I, I'm not really a big fan of Four Roses. I heard a lot of good things about Four Roses. I've I've had three bottles of different ones, and you know I'm not just a, a fan. That they're they're more amber in color. So I'm hoping that I like this. I ha- I've heard a lot of good things about it. Ready to get started. Uh, let's put this right there. That's a nice, healthy, healthy drink. Mm, very good on the nose. I, fruity. I smell, I think, pears. Very good nose. Um, maybe green apple. very sweet it's a very sweet nose not like vanilla i don't don't get vanilla or caramel it's more fruity Hmm. all right now when you taste this you want to do that kentucky chew where you kind of chew on a little bit let it get around all your taste buds it's 110 proof they come in 110 proof so my taste buds at first is going to be pretty shocked um so i'm going to give it two two sips and see what i think Whoa. Yeah, my taste buds are like, what the hell? That is a very good bourbon. It's, <clears throat> I'm going to give another taste here in a minute, but it has a light burn on the end, but it's a, like a sweet burn. It's almost like candied fruit. Man, that is, that is, this is a really good whiskey. I get a little a little baking spice. A little baking spice, candied candied fruit. <clears throat> if you're listening to this to the podcast, Tune into my YouTube channel. You can, you can see this tasting on the YouTube, the Road Lounge YouTube channel. Uh, if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. You'll get that update every time I drop these. Uh, if you're in the car or you're at home listening to the podcast, you just hear me smacking my lips. You have no idea what my facial expressions are. But this is a really, a really, really good bourbon. Uh, here in Cincinnati, this retailed at... Um, I think 54 54.99. So we're going to put it in a glass with some ice, let it open up a little bit. Bourbon tends to change a little bit once you add water, add ice, let it sit for a while. We'll let it sit for the podcast. We'll taste it, see how it opens up, but right off the bat, it's a really good bourbon. You can drink that neat. You don't even need ice. I mean, it's a little burn at the, at the beginning when, when you're not ready for it, but once you have it a couple sips, you know, your your taste buds really adjust to it, and it's a really smooth bourbon. And, yes, I can see how store picks, if they can go pick their own barrel and find the best one, you can probably find some really good bourbon uh, from this single-barrel Russell Reserve. So, 
You should try it, man. This is good stuff. Now, I am going to do a Patreon page, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and do a whiskey club. Screw it. I'm going to do a whiskey club. I don't know what the pricing is going to be, but let me be clear. I am not going to be selling you bourbon. I'm not going to be selling you alcohol. I don't have a license to sell alcohol, but I'm going to be selling you fantasy football advice and you're going to get some gifts, two gifts a month, I think. Right now I have to pay for, you know, two ounce sample, you know, uh, ways to package them, you know, uh, sample glasses. I have to ship them. Right, I'm not sure the price. I'm thinking 20, 25 a month. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be too expensive, but uh, we'll get some Glen Cairn glasses. We'll get Roto Lounge logo on some whiskey glasses, uh, some T-shirts. So everybody in the whiskey club is going to get all the good whiskey stuff, um, and we'll see how it works out. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things to really get into, but I want you all to enjoy this whiskey with me. And if you're not you know, able to buy, you know, a $50 bottle of whiskey every week, but you want to try them, you know, perhaps the whiskey club is for you. Also, I didn't mention the bourbon bowl. I'm going to do a bourbon bowl. Uh, any listener that wants to, to play against me and some listeners, uh, the, the bourbon bowl is going to be, it's a $20 buy-in. You know, the, we're either going to go winner takes all, we're going to get a one nice bottle of bourbon, all the money. I'm not pocketing any of the money. Or we'll do a first place gets a nice bottle, second place gets a nice bottle, and really kind of enjoy um, really good whiskey. But if you want to be in the bourbon bowl and you haven't already DM'd me, all I ask is that you write a review of the podcast um, or even on, on YouTube snapshot it send me a dm on twitter at roto lounge it'll lock in your seat i think i have 10 people right now uh we can do leagues of 10 or we can do leagues of 12 if i can get enough people we'll do multiple leagues i'll play them both and and the winners will get you know bottles of bourbon um and i'll figure out how to get that to you um legally but that's what we're going to do, man. We're going to have fun. So let's put this back, and then we're going to talk some David Montgomery. Oh, yeah, it's already opened up a little bit. That's a good bourbon. That is sitting on your porch by a fire on a nice, breezy night. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, so let's talk about David Montgomery. Now, Right now, David Montgomery is going around round five ADP, and we'll go over some of the players that he's going after. But let's talk about last season. So last season, he was a rookie, right? And one of the knocks on David Montgomery that I had as a rookie is he he really didn't have a lot of really good athletic measurables. I mean, he ran a four six five. Nothing that really excited me uh, on in the pre draft process about his athleticism and that he could be, you know, an elite running back. And I don't think he's ever going to be an elite running back. I think uh, on playerprofiler.com, his best comparable player is Carlos Hyde. We know what Carlos Hyde is. And actually, Carlos Hyde had his best fantasy season last year. He cracked 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. So David Montgomery is going to be that type of back. But 
The reason that we might want to keep our eye on David Montgomery for 2020 is that he's going to be the unquestioned starter for the Bears. All right. And volume is king in fantasy football. And if David Montgomery is the center of the offense, there's potential based on volume that he's going to be able to carry us in our fantasy league. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 back. But there's a chance that we can build a really solid team in our first four picks and add David Montgomery as either a flex or even a running back two that can help us, you know, focus on either quarterback or wide receivers early in the draft and then rely on David Montgomery in round five. So as a rookie, he finished 24th in PPR scoring. He had 800, he had 242 carries, 889 yards, and six touchdowns. All right. His teammate, Tariq Cohen, only had uh, 64 carries, 200 yards. And Tariq Cohen was really using the passing game. He had 79 carries or 79 receptions, 456 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, let's talk about Tariq Cohen for a second. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. I also think Tariq Cohen is pretty much just a gadget player. He's not, he cannot come in and be a three down workhorse at the NFL level. He he just doesn't have that type of talent. I don't think he's he's that sturdy to be able to do that. So he is going to be a gadget type player in this offense. I believe the offense is going to revolve around David Montgomery and the 12 man personnel. Now let's talk about the 12 man personnel for a second. The 12-man personnel is two tight ends, two wide receivers, and one running back. Last season, the Chicago Bears ran the 12-man personnel only 13% of their plays. Now, this is due to the fact that Trey Burton was injured. Adam Shaheen was injured. They had they had tight ends J.P. Holtz, oh my gosh, Berkshire or Hollowitz. I mean, guys that I've never even heard of. So you see why there's a reason that they didn't run a 12-man personnel last year. But Matt Nagy wants to run a 12-man personnel. Now, in 2018, when he signed Trey Burton to a four-year, $32 million deal, there were only 12 teams in the NFL that ran more 12 personnel than the Chicago Bears. Nagy's philosophy, he wants to run a 12-man personnel. Teams that... Offenses that run similar to Matt Nagy are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. And both teams last year were in the top five in 12-man personnel. Now, why do I think that Matt Nagy wants to run 12-man personnel? Well, in the offseason, he signed Jimmy Graham to a two-year, $16 million contract with no trade clause added. Now, they can get rid of him after this year, but they gave him a two-year $16 million deal. Now, he's going to start right off the bat as the U tight end, and that's the move tight end. So he'll be able to move all over the field. And the Bears surprised a lot of people by taking Cole Komet with the 43rd pick in the NFL draft. Now, they also signed Demetrius Harris, but the reason, the reason that they drafted Cole Komet so early, and a lot of people were shocked, but if you look closely, if you zoom in, the reason that they took Cole Commit so early 
is because from day one, he's the only tight end in the 2020 class from day one that can start as an inline tight end or the wide tight end. He can start there from day one and be a blocker. Okay, he's going to be battling Demetrius Harris for that role, but you have Jimmy Graham on one side, you have another athletic tight end on the other side that can block but also run routes. Now, the 12-man personnel is probably the hardest offense to defend in the NFL, and the reason for that is because when you line up your 12-man personnel, Every gap is available to the offense from the outside gap of this tight end and every gap in between until you get to the other tight end outside gap. There's eight gaps. So right there, the defensive coordinator has to make sure every single gap is covered by the defensive players. Now, that leaves two wide receivers on an island. So either wide receivers, if they're very good at blocking, they're going to be, be able to create really good running lanes. And it's going to be a hat on a hat, and it's going to be up to David Montgomery to really make a play. Or the offensive coordinator can also be very creative in 12-man personnel because you include motions. Those wide receivers that are on islands can, can run go routes and just really you know be able to exploit the defense. So running that 12-man personnel is really difficult to defend. And it really became popular in around 2011 when Bill Belichick had Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez and you know they really exploited a lot of defenses because if you have two really good athletic tight ends that can block that can run routes uh, and you have a creative offense coordinator i mean you can do a lot of damage so matt nagy's offense uh, his philosophy revolves around the 12-man personnel so looking at 2020 david montgomery is going to be the unquestioned back right even if they bring in a free agent he's the guy they moved up. They drafted him in the third round. He is the guy. Tariq Cohen, a free agent after 2021. Do they do they involve him in the offense, or you know, is he just a a, a role player? Um, you know, because they're probably not going to re-sign him due to you know salary cap restrictions. They'll probably end up bringing a free agent in in 2021 that can kind of fill his role. Um, so I really think that David Montgomery is going to be relied on um, in the offense. Now, he had 242 carries last year. He only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. So that, you know, that put him at 889 yards. Now, he needed 29 more carries. That would have put him over 1,000. Um, you know, the year before that, before he got there, Jordan Howard had 250 carries for 900 and something yards. The year before that, when John Fox was there, uh, Howard had uh, around 270 carries, and he went over 1,000 yards. So what I'm expecting from David Montgomery, when we started the 2019 season, you know, Matt Nagy tried to get creative. He had Mike Davis. That first game, he had Mike Davis. Uh, he had Tariq Cohen, and he had uh, David Montgomery rotating carries, and, and they lost to the Packers. It was a really sloppy game. But if you look at the 2019 season, in seven of the eight wins that Chicago had, David Montgomery had 18 carries or more. And only one of their seven losses, Montgomery had over, like I think, 14 carries. So if you look on the surface, and I had a tweet about this, if you look on the surface, it's almost like you got to give David Montgomery the ball. Establish the run, 
ball control, get creative, but the offense needs to run around revolve around David Montgomery. He can catch out of the backfield, he can run. He he's what he lacks in speed, he uh, he makes up for his balance. He has tremendous balance. Um very rarely gets t- taken down the first the first defender can really make plays. I don't think he's going to be breaking, you know, 50, 60 yard touchdown runs, but he can break 10, 15, 20 yard runs, first downs, um, and, and he can have some explosive plays. So let's look at the ADP for 2019 redrafts. All right. So at, at running back right now, he's going uh, as running back 21, uh, pick 49 overall. Here's some players that are going before him. Right before him, Devin Singletary. Okay, we don't want Devin Singletary. All right, he's competing with Zach Moss. Zach Moss is most likely going to get the goal line carries. We'd much rather have David Montgomery over Devin Singletary. Jonathan Taylor. Okay, that 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 right there is a toss-up. You know, Jonathan Taylor is going to be battling with um, Marlon Mack. He's going to be battling with Naheem Hines. Is Jonathan Taylor a farm? A way better back absolutely absolutely Jonathan Taylor is an elite athlete but we're talking about 2020 season so I think Jonathan Taylor is probably going to come on at the end of the season where David Montgomery is probably going to carry us from you know week one all the way through the season as long as he stays healthy so that right there is a toss-up who do you want uh in redraft all right Lev Bell I'm taking I'm taking David Montgomery over Lev Bell all day long because Adam Gase one he doesn't know what the hell he's doing Two, he just signed Frank Gore. So Frank Gore is going to be getting goal line carries. I don't want anything to do with the Jets' uh, offense. So I'm taking David Montgomery all day over Lev Bell. Melvin Gordon. We're taking we're taking David Montgomery. Melvin Gordon's competing with Philip Lindsay in the backfield. He's also competing with Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, um, KJ Hamler, right? So the one thing about David Montgomery is there's Allen Robinson. There's David Montgomery. There's Tariq Cohen, if you're worried about Tariq Cohen. I mean, I'm not really worried about Tariq Cohen this year. And then there's Anthony Miller, if he can stay healthy. But I think there's two main guys in Chicago you got to worry about, and that's David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. Now, Nick Foles is going to be playing. I'm guessing Nick Foles is going to win a starting job. He's going to be looking at Jimmy Graham. He's going to be looking at Cole Komet. Um, you know, he's going to be looking to dump it off to David Montgomery. So I think I think there's a really good potential here in David Montgomery. All right, next, Chris Carson. We're taking David Montgomery over Chris Carson. All right, he's already got a hip injury. Seattle's draft or signed Carlos Hyde. They drafted DJ Dallas. They have Travis Homer. They have Rashad Penny coming off injury. We don't want Chris, we don't want Chris Carson. We don't want Chris Carson. We want we want David Montgomery over him. Next one, Leonard Fournette. No, we don't want Leonard Fournette. Let somebody else say Leonard Fournette. The Jaguars don't even want Leonard Fournette. So why do you want Leonard Fournette? I don't want Leonard Fournette. I'd rather wait and take David Montgomery in the fifth round. All right? Then there's Austin Eckler. Okay. I I like Austin Eckler better. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Sure. I'll probably take him before him. Drake. Yeah. Okay. So from running back 14 which is austin eckler there's 15 fournette 16 carson 17 gordon 18 bell 19 taylor 20 singletary then 21 david montgomery fam it's david montgomery all day man it's all day now let's look at overall overall players all right where's he at he's down here at fifth round first pick all right these are the players over david montgomery 
Juju Smith-Schuster, sure, I like to have him. DJ Chark. So this is where this is where we're at. Let's start from the top. We can probably take running back, receiver, tight end. We can get these studs with the anticipation of taking David Montgomery in the fifth round. All right. So let's start from the top. All right. We all know we're going to take C Mac, Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Kamara, Henry, Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs. Eh, I'm not a fan of Josh Jacobs. All right, I'm not a fan of Josh Jacobs. I don't know if he can hold up to the beating of the NFL. That's for another time. So I'm skipping Josh Jacobs. Hopkins, yes. Mixon, Julio, Devontae Adams. Yes, Nick Chubb. Aaron Jones, no. We're probably going to pass on Aaron Jones this year. I just don't trust LaFleur. All right, so this gives us a chance to take a receiver. All right, we might go running back early. We're going to take a receiver in the second round. I like Chris Godwin. I like the Bucks stack this year. Kelsey, we can take him. We can take Kittle. We can take... Uh, Lamar, I don't know if we're going to take a quarterback that high. So skip Lamar. Evans, we'll probably skip Evans. Galladay, we might skip Galladay. Miles Sanders, Mahomes, Cooper. All right. Then it gets to Chris Carson. Nah, we're, we're skipping Carson. We're skipping Carson. Nope. Uh, Eckler, Drake, Thieland, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Zach Ertz, Calvin Ridley. I mean, all these players we can take instead of taking a running back knowing that David Montgomery is going to fall in our lap and at the end of the fourth, beginning of the fifth, and he's going to be, at the at the worst, a solid flex play. So all I'm saying is don't discard David Montgomery as a 2020 valuable, valuable fantasy asset. Matt Nagy is going to revolve the offense around the 12-man personnel and David Montgomery. It's all about value in fantasy football, all right? But if you want to go with David Montgomery in the fifth round, that gives you the opportunity to take a Lamar Jackson early or a Patrick Mahomes early. And if you're in the Scott Fishbowl and he just released the, the scoring, it is outrageous. I mean, quarterbacks are going to be going early, tight end premium. In that in that format, David Montgomery is going to be a prime target to get a, a running back who's going to get the majority of his team's volume and carries, possibly receptions, and the offense just revolve around him. People are burned on David Montgomery because they spent high draft capital on him. They expected him to be great. He wasn't used to his um, his talent level last season. So a lot of people are off of him. But that's the name of the game. It's our opportunity to capitalize on the industry that's either burned by a player or just sleeping on a player. And we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to circle David Montgomery Late fourth, early fifth. Now, as the season goes on, as the offseason goes on, I'll provide more insight, more podcasts that talk about mock drafts, who we're going to target, who we're going to look at this year. This is early, right? I I, I gave you the Robbie Anderson. We're going to get him late. He's already a, he's already a, a, a smash. We're, we're, you're smashing on Robbie Anderson. Don't fucking not take Robbie Anderson this season. You're taking Robbie Anderson I'm trying to convince you to take David Montgomery in the fifth round. Who knows? In your league, he could fall to the sixth round. And there's an automatic, automatic smash 
draft in the sixth round. But fifth round, I might even take him in the fourth. It depends on the draft flows, especially in certain formats where the quarterbacks are more valuable, the tight ends are more valuable, and maybe you need to skip on a, a stud running back early because you want a quarterback or you want a tight end. You fall back on David Montgomery in the fourth round when everyone else is sleeping on him, and you ride his ass, and you hope the Bears ride his ass. So take it for what it's worth. Make your own opinion. But these are some of the reasons why I do like him, and I'm going to probably be targeting him. And this is a weird offseason because we're not hearing any news, right? There's very little practice, if any, uh, very little news coming out of these uh, organizations. So we just have to kind of assume what's going to happen. Um, so it's difficult. I, I haven't really identified, you know, who I really like this year. You know, last year I was on Dalvin Cook early, uh, and that was easy when Kubiak went there and Stefanski, and they loved to run. I mean, the Dalvin Cook was easy. The Dak Prescott was easy. Uh, the Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson was easy with Greg Roman uh, resigning there. Um, so last year, last year was easy. It seemed like it was easy. This year is a little more difficult because there's very little news, very little movement. So we're looking for those value picks that we can gain value uh, based on where we're drafting them. And when you get a, a running back who could be a bell cow in the fifth round, you take it. You take it every fucking time. All right. So I got to finish this whiskey because I've been talking too much and not drinking enough. So I appreciate you coming to the lounge. I got a lot of good stuff in store. I just got to get it all together, get some Patreon so I can do, uh, you know, private podcast every week. I'm thinking of Patreon, man. It's just maybe like five bucks a month. I'll add an extra podcast a week. I'll, uh, you know, whether it's draft strategy, anyone that's in Scott Fishbowl that's listening, I'm going to do uh, Scott Fishbowl strategy. I'm looking at some projections now, and I haven't done any projections, so I couldn't give you what my projections for David Montgomery are this year. I haven't finished those yet. Uh, and then I have to rearrange it for scoring for the Scott Fishbowl because if you haven't heard the scoring, it's crazy. Uh, quarterbacks lose points for sacks, uh, they lose points for incompletions. It, it's and then tight end premium, uh, extra uh, half point for uh, first down and for uh, reception. So it's going to be crazy in Scott Fishbowl. So I know my patron, when I do the patron, when I finally launch it, I got so much shit on my plate to do. Uh, and I don't have time because you know what? I like to enjoy. I like to drink. I like to drink. I like to have a good time. I like to hang out. Uh, I do like fantasy, but it's just like by the time I really want to do fantasy, I'm already fucking drunk. So it's like. I got it. You got to get me early. So, but I'm going to make time for you guys on Patreon. I'm going to do some private every week of podcast. So, you know, we'll do some Scott Fish podcast there. So those that are actually uh, subscribed and maybe are in the, in the Scott Fish Bowl uh, can get some you know, pointers there and who I'm going to target in Scott Fish, uh, the Scott Fish Bowl. So um, some other podcasts might be like what, what I'm seeing on Twitter, what a lot of the the big names on Twitter are talking about how do I agree? Do I disagree? Uh, we'll take, you know, anyone that subscribe, we'll take listener questions. Um, don't forget about the bourbon bowl. If you want to be in the bourbon bowl, write a review, uh, snapshot it, send me a DM, uh, on Twitter at Roto lounge. Find me on YouTube at Roto lounge. This is going to be a video and a podcast. I'm just rambling now, but enjoy your whiskey. 
that Russell Reserve, this is the real deal right here. Uh, I recommend you either go get a bottle or sign up for the Whiskey Club. You might get a two-ounce sample. You never know. All right. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Uh, keep coming back to the lounge. I'll keep talking shit. Uh, we are going to continue step-by-step step building a game plan for the 2020 fantasy season so that we can uh, haul in another trophy um, to the collection. And uh, we're going to rock this shit. All right? Appreciate y'all. I'll see you later this week. All right? Peace.